Welcome to the UK Consult Weekly Podcast with Jonathan Bradley and Elton Daddo, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at Bang the Table in the UK. Hello and welcome to Jono and Elt's weekly ramble through all things online community engagement and public consultation. We've been on a sabbatical but we've got some pretty grand plans for the rest of this year. So this is the UK Consult version 2.0 and it's our first of 2021 and we're back with a considerable bang Jono because we haven't just come back just as us. We've got a new starter in the UK bang the table team. Do you want to introduce her? We have, haven't we? feel like we haven't got a drum. Yeah, we do need a drum. I just keep hammering the table. It's not the same. Almost, we almost bang the table. I'm banging the oh, table. <laughs> yes, it's Sean Lomax. How are you, Sean? I'm very good. I'm honoured to be here. Day four. Wasn't quite expecting to be on the podcast this soon, but here I am. Yeah. Day four, and we roped you into a podcast straight away. We were like, you've got so much experience because you um, worked at West Yorkshire Combined Authority before and were a client of Bang the Table. So we have wasted no time at getting you in that hot seat onto a what is a global leading podcast. Just be nice to me. <laughs> we're always nice. <laughs> Just imagine what our listening figures will be like this week, Al. Oh, I reckon into the tens of thousands within an hour of publishing it later on. Easily. Because Harry and Meghan are still floating around, aren't they? They've got a bit of Oprah Winfrey behind them and that sort of stuff. So we have got competition. What we need is a, is a picture of us sort of like sat on some grass with no shoes and socks on. <laughs> I'd be very cold, but I could do it. <laughs> So, so the new format. We're, we're going to we're getting serious, aren't we, Elton? We're going to yeah. we're going to prepare. Yeah, loads um, of preparation um, for this. It's going to be it's going to be. So this is our first attempt. So I have actually done half an hour's preparation today, and we're going yes. to increase that, aren't we? Go, go along. We're going all professional. Yeah, um, we're taking totally. the we're taking the podcast up a notch, and we're going to try and keep to twenty minutes. Yeah, we're, we're about twelve in. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, quick, ask Sean questions. Quick, go on. <laughs> oh, there's a list. Have you got a list, Elton? No, I can't see it. Where is it? <laughs> you can ask yourself the questions if that help. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, yeah, right. I'm going to go for it. What have you been up to before you joined Bang the Table, Sean? Yeah, so like the guy said, I spent seven years at the West Yorkshire Combined Authority as part of their consultation and engagement team. So working on a wide variety of projects, but with a sort of heavy focus on the public transport side of things. And then before that, I was an ecology and environmental student um, at the University of York. Um, and my thesis had a focus on citizen science and how community involvement can help gather valid data. And now I'm here. Oh, that is that's amazing because this keeps happening on the podcast. So my chosen topic later on is climate conversations. And oh, it's that. seamless. <laughs> Amazing, isn't that? Yeah, that always so, happens, um, isn't it? Like fate. So that's, a, that's a ton of experience that you, you bring with you. And obviously the last sort of few years you've done, you've been um, uh, sort of moving more towards online consultation. What's that been like? 
it's been a, a definite experience, especially over the, the last year with all the COVID-19 restrictions and online engagement is really the only way we can get out to people. So it's been a really interesting year, sort of finding new innovative ways, especially using EHQ to get out to the public and to get their input. It's definitely changed a lot over the last four years, um, especially sort of with since we've had Engagement HQ. And, and the tools that we use, it's suddenly it's not just all about the surveys, suddenly we've got ways to have ongoing dialogue with, with people um, and it's just been a really valuable experience. Brilliant. That is exciting. Wow. And what do you think that will look like? How do you think that will kind of progress when hopefully lockdowns are ending and things like that? Can you still see a large rise in that or move to a more blended approach? How do you think it, it might shape up? I think it's going to have to be a blended approach because I think not everybody does have that in access to the internet and we can't ignore them. Their opinions are still valid. Yeah. But I think not just with sort of engagement, with all walks of life, digital is becoming more and more the norm and more yeah. and more tools are being developed in everything, really. So I think, yeah, there will still need to be that blended approach and we can't, we can't not have that. I don't think we're ever not going to have that. Yeah. But online will definitely definitely keep increasing fantastic that's what we like to hear yeah i think that's a that's a great point john that this whole blended thing is going to be fascinating to see how that how that pans out um there's a whole lot there's this whole thing isn't there about sort of you know the readjustment after covid you know even not about engagement but like you know to what extent are people going to go back to the office um to what extent are we going to start shaking hands and hugging again so, you know, it's, it's, it's with everything. And I think our, our, our sort of like online engagement is, is no different. It's, it's how much are we going to, how, what, how is that blend going to change? It's going to be a fascinating place to, fascinating place to work, I think, in terms of um, understanding how that's going to, how that's going to pan out. Because, you know, we've even had feedback from, 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 uh, from participants saying how much they've, saying things like, well, I would never have normally participated in, in a consultation like this. But I did because it was online, because it was easier, because it was um, different, because uh, I could fit it around other things um, that, that I'm doing. But at, at the same time, there's, there's been people that will, will also say, well, I would have preferred to have a bit of face to face contact as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a fascinating time. Uh, did you have any sort of favourite projects or from from whilst you were um, at the Combined Authority or? Yeah. Uh... I mean, I'm a sucker for any project which has a nice happy ending where the, the public consultation has massively impacted on the end result. So I always love that kind of really successful public engagement project. But I think one of my favourites, certainly my favourite to build, was our Safe Streets for Walking and Cycling. Which yes, we love that one. <laughs> I know you love that one, Elton. <laughs> um, this came about as a result of the COVID-19 and some of the restrictions that people were facing in terms of trying to social distance when they're out and about and particularly in the increase of people using active travel methods, because obviously you weren't supposed to be getting on buses unless you really had to. So we used the Places tool within Engagement HQ to set up an interactive map across our districts, which allowed people to drop pins onto the map in areas that they found particular problems. So we were discovering things like there's no parking in this area, so everyone's parking across the pavements, but that means that there's no space for people to social distance or finding bus stops directly outside shops, which means that there's no room to social distance because if there's a queue waiting for the bus and there's then people trying to get into the shop. So it was really fascinating 
the things we found out during that and amazing how quick we managed to get that up and running. I'll do my suck up bit. Using EHQ, it was brilliant. But how quick, uh, how quick we, uh, that's not <laughs> you won't edit that. No, that be that can be the, the headline. <laughs> but it was amazing how quick we managed to get that off the ground and how quick some things actually managed to change on the ground out in the community as a result of that project. Oh, we'd love to hear that. That's perfect. Um, yeah, Jeremy, how, how would you have gauged how would you have gauged that opinion otherwise, especially during times when you couldn't get people in a room or really find out too much in a really, really short period of time as well? It would have been virtually impossible I'd imagine. I don't think we could have done it on anything like the scale that we did. Yeah because we say I mean I always allude to it it's like 1700 pin drops or something like that so the yeah. insight you were able to gain from it was so valuable in terms of and being able that, to take action. Having that visual representation of it because we originally yeah. thought are oh, we just going to have to send out a survey but hashtag not another survey like <laughs> the places tool gives you that visual representation and enables you to see which areas are particularly particularly having lots of pins dropped in them. And it's, yeah. it's just been so valuable, such a good experience. Brilliant. Oh, we can put that back in the blurb again, can't we, Alton? Yeah, I'm going to put that project back in there and I'll put the link to the whole site in there as well so that people can see the other, because a lot of other um, really cool projects on that West Yorkshire Combined Authority site. So we'll put both of those in there. So, so now you've now you're um, working in the world of on of civic tech, if you like, Sean. What do you think? What sort of challenges do you think um, you can foresee in terms of online engagement in the UK? That's not putting you on the spot, is it? Wow. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that's going to come in the next few months is that sort of regaining the trust of the public in the decision makers following the COVID nineteen crisis. I mean, there's always been stats to show how low sort of trust or public perceptions of trust in decision makers is. But following COVID, those figures are well down. And I think sort of using public engagement and public consultation as a way of regaining that trust is definitely gonna be interesting over the coming months. And I'm looking forward to sort of being part of the team behind it. I also think time is gonna be a, a massive pressure I mean it always has been but even more so now there's so much pressure from funding streams from decision makers for things to happen now everything needs to happen right this minute but engagement does take time and you need that time to engage with the people to gain valuable insight so I think that's that's always going to be a, a bit of a challenge I think also people's understanding of the importance of community involvement and sort of engaging in that ongoing dialogue is always a bit of a challenge. I think it's definitely got better over the years and the public now have a sort of legitimate expectation that they should be consulted on projects. I mean, when I started at the Combined Authority, I was one of a team of only three. And when I left, they were up to 10 and they then sat in the corporate comms. So that's just an indication of how the importance of, of consultation and engagement is, is increasing going forward. But I still think there's, there's a way to go. Yeah, um, that, um, I love that whole trust that whole trust thing that's going to be massive isn't it especially as people wake up to changes that have been made without any consultation or engagement it's going to be quite fascinating and also and also on the other side it's going to, there's going to be there's, there's almost going to be a swing to, to to people thinking that they don't need to consult um, because they because they'll because they'll say well we did this we did this during covid quickly and fast and 
without any resistance and uh, let's just keep doing that and I think people people will get um, be held to account for doing that and they'll end up in court and they'll become unstuck so it's going to be really interesting sort of um, few years on that front. Yeah, it really reminds me as well of that, and we've talked about it a lot on here, of that Cornwall Council approach that they took where they got people involved in what are the changes we need to make now. Whereas normally they might have run kind of one tool in Engagement HQ or a survey or something and then just made some changes. But it was like, no, they took it to another level of, okay, now we've got a lot of information from you, but we want to involve you in that as well. So what are the changes you think we need to make now? And then putting it out in a discussion forum using a different tool to then drill down a little bit further to involve people rather than just impressing decisions down upon them. Yeah, definitely. See what happens when we prepare. We have to ask questions. It's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, really. <laughs> well, you had some information I've got one more. to share. <laughs> yeah, I've got one more question. I asked this, how about this is for both of you. In your wildest dreams, what will online public public participation look like in the in the future? Right. You sort of like let's look way ahead. It'll be the norm. It'll be every day for everyone. That's my dream. Yeah, it, it's only going to increase massively over that time, particularly because, as we know, even people younger than the age of six are very, very digitally able and have a lot of digital skills compared to when I was six, for example. So you're only going to see that that increase. Um, as virtually everyone is so used to on a daily basis engaging with mobile phones and things like that and you know used to that what you call on the couch engagement Jono of just hopping onto something dropping a pin on a map sharing an idea hopping back off again going on a couple of days later and doing it that's just the norm so that's only going to increase over time yeah yeah I like that I like yeah I think so as well it's kind of like that that seamless normality isn't it you'll move from your social media, your screen time over to a, a consultation or an engagement exercise. It will just be like, it'll just be, it'll just be, a, it, won't, it won't be like going from one environment to another, will it? It'll be quite seamless and normal yeah. and, and quick. Difficulty there is how do you get people to go into, into detail and depth? So some of the, a lot of the issues that we consult on are, are, are difficult, aren't they? So, um, that's going to be the thing, isn't it? It's going to be that that normality, that seamlessness with low transaction friction, if you like, but then at the same time, depth as well. So really, really break it. So we're really going to have to break stuff down for people, aren't we? So that, this is the whole sort of use of videos, infographics, bite-size content, and, the, and, the, and that people can come back time and time again. They don't have to do it all in one go. I think video yeah. is definitely going to be way more used in the future because I think the technology to make them is becoming easier and you can now do things yourself that five years ago you're having to pay a fortune for yeah to do and now people can make videos in-house yeah and then the, the good thing as well is with something like the stories tool you can still have those longer form engagements so if there are residents who want to sit and write case studies or you know anything really really long they've still got the option to do that and submit a kind of larger response to something in particular than just going on and off, on and off, you know, submitting an idea or dropping a pin. It's going to be a good few years. It's a good job we've got this podcast. What episode are we on now? That's going to throw you. Oh, I know, I know. 31. Oh, well done. Well, unofficially 32, but we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story you can tell me later. Yes, but yeah, possibly oh, yeah. offline. <laughs> oh, yeah, the missing one.
<laughs> yeah, there's a missing one, yeah. And that wasn't just oh, the one that Charlie told loads of jokes, was it? And we just airbrushed it completely? I can't remember. Something like that. Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing. All the people within Bang the Table who want to be on the podcast and Sean's just jumped the queue. Yeah. Yeah, you're <laughs> really unpopular with the rest of the team. <laughs> yeah, I'm really unpopular. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, guys. Well, Charlie did do two stand-ins. But as she'll tell you, it's just because either me or John are on leave. So she doesn't count that as of like a proper <laughs> proper podcast appearance because it's filling in rather than being a special guest. Oh, I feel special. <laughs> do we have to do like a formal like an, a formal apology to Johnny Miles then? On on air now. He was really put out, really put out. It's like, oh, so her her first day invited to podcast, I'm a month in, nothing. Um, so for our listeners, Johnny Miles has also joined the team in the UK um, since our, since our, uh, our, before our sabbatical from the podcast. So um, we are very sorry that um, he's not been on the podcast yet, aren't we? We are, yeah, genuinely. And but he did just make his webinar debut. So we're you know, so he's building. You know, we didn't we haven't left him out of everything. We haven't just said let's just sit on your own, <laughs> don't do anything. So he's he's now started to get involved. But I think we can give him a special appearance. I think we will. We'll get him on. We'll get him on. Yeah. Um, um, do you want to talk new site and project launches? Oh, yeah. What have you got? Um, so um, this week I've got Engage Aberdeenshire. As my so that's great to have um, a local authority on board um, in Scotland. And their site is looking particularly lovely in the new appearance editor. And they've kicked off with... Um, consultation around equalities out 2021 to 2025 they've got something um, on there around community councils which is always um, quite interesting they've also got an inspiring Aberdeenshire going on um, so that's um, asking people to nominate a group or individual for the inspiring Aberdeenshire awards Brilliant. so that's great to see that and we're really looking forward to that site growing um, over, over time um, as we as we add more um, clients to um, uh, up in Scotland, um, we've got quite a few in Wales now, so it's great to to be spreading out across the UK and obviously um, Belfast as well over in Northern Ireland. So it's fantastic to. Um, oh well, it's, it's funny you should mention Belfast. You must have known what my um, project launch was going to be. Although it's not a project launch for this week, I must add, but because we haven't done a podcast for a while, I've been storing it up. So I know you've put it out on LinkedIn as well, Jono, but Belfast City Council, again, in New Appearance Editor, it's a fantastic site and they're consulting on a really broad range of things. One thing in particular, though, their One Million Trees consultation. I won't go into massive detail, but I'll include it in the blurb. But again, it's a mapping tool. So Sean was talking about how successful that mapping tool was for West Yorkshire Combined Authority around safe streets. The Belfast Million Trees one is brilliant. Far fewer pins, so they've literally just got two pin choices, where I'd like to see more trees, and then where I can help, i.e. I'm a landowner, and therefore I can help with this as well. So loads of pin drops so far. I'm not going to count them all up, but I'll, I'll put the, the link to the map in there so you can see all the contributions that have come in. And obviously, it's just a really good purpose around it. And they're looking seriously at the, the climate change issue, as you'd expect. And, yeah, I think you've got some more information about climate, haven't you, Jono? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that we're going to try and do on the 
podcasts um, over, over the next sort of um, few months and year is maybe go into some issues in a bit more depth. I mean, we don't want to spend too too long on them, but we certainly um, like add add to it in a blurb and keep the conversation going. So one of the one of the things that I was hoping to um, talk about is uh, is how how we how we undertake climate conversations um, because they are sort of um, notoriously notoriously difficult. Um, people tend to um, you know take a position on, on the subject. Um, you know, and, and, and defend it, like maybe, maybe more necessarily than actually, um, you know, be open to to change. And some people feel threatened by some of the decisions we're going to have to make around changing our behaviour. Um, so they don't necessarily want to engage in the debate. Um, and what we've seen on a lot um, across our world of bang the table is a lot of um, people actually launching these conversations online. It's really interesting to see how that how that can actually benefit because um, one of the things for certain that um, from a psychology point of view when it comes to to climate change one of the most important things you can do about it is talk about it and people tend to trust their peers their family members their loved ones their neighbors much more than they trust experts and scientists and then an environmental organization so the, the more people we can get on our platforms talking about climate change it's more likely to open people's minds and it's more likely that we can we can do something about it but that can be really hard um, because what can happen is um, if we're not if we're not careful those conversations can drive people apart rather than bring them closer together um, so it's it, this whole communications piece where people don't feel threatened where they don't feel under uh, attack um, becomes really important. And I think our platform is really um, made for those more constructive conversations with the things like um, the ideas tool, the discussion forums, and like you said, you know, with the with the project in Belfast and planting a million trees. It's, it, you know, it creates um, that sort of place for reason, empathy, and self-reflection um, and, and really plays into constructive conversations around climate change. You know, and, it, and looking at just just looking around the world, you know, you've mentioned Belfast. We've got Let's Talk um, in in Cornwall. Let's Talk Cornwall. We've got they've got a whole sort of carbon neutral Cornwall. They call it a hive, and and that's yeah. looking at twenty thirty. Um, I'm just going to go around the world, and then we'll put these in in a blurb. We've got um, city the city of London in Canada actually having um, a, a climate emergency emergency action plan and getting people to talk about that we've got we've got places like i can't even i can't pronounce uh, mississauga mississauga oh, i can never pronounce that not mississippi mississauga and they, they've got their climate action plan going on um we've got uh, dufferin county again that's another canadian one they've got uh, your community your ideas about climate action um, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else in the world now. We've got the Waterfront Resilience Program, um, and, and that is in San Francisco. I knew it was. I didn't want to say San it. San There's a places tool there. People mapping their, um, their, their assets on their waterfront. We've got um, Engage Missoula, um, and they've got um, 100% clean electricity initiative. I'm just going to scroll down here. We've got um, oh, no, another one I can't pronounce. 
M-A-R-I-B-Y-R-N-O-N-G. Maribyrnong. Maribyrnong. That's it. That's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. Perfect. Put all this in the blurb. You know, there, there are there are so many of these conversations going going on. And what I'd really love to do is, is actually it'd be great if we could invite our clients to share all their information, know what the feedback was, put it all, put it all into one sort of report. What did people say? What were they talking about? What were the hot issues? It would be amazing. And, and actually shout out to the to the big boss, uh, Matt Crozier. He wrote and uh, he wrote a piece on it last year actually, climate change and online community engagement, 10 examples, five countries. So um, I, I hope I'm, I'm not going to get in trouble for trying to steal this debate away from away from the big boss. Um, but I think it's really important to highlight how hard these conversations are, and you know, talk from what you were saying, Sean, about taking uh, you know, as we go as online becomes the norm, and as as we need to have these conversations online, we've got to get them off um, social media, Twitter, Facebook, other platforms are available. Um, because it's it's hard and it's complex, and we don't want people to get entrenched in echo chambers, and we don't want them to 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 to, to actually just completely step out of the debate because they don't like what they're hearing. So we're going to have to create what what we talk about a lot as these safe places for public discourse, and it's great to see local government stepping up to the mark, creating these environments for climate conversations. And yeah. that was my mind. and a global approach to it as well, truly global approach. So we'll put all that up. Um, in the blurb as well, including Matt's, um, Matt's stuff. I'm sure he'll be very happy for the shout outs. We'll get a feather in our cap for that, Elton Sean. Well done. Good start. Look at that. Now, what we'll probably come back to that. I was going to say, have you got any grumpy moments this week or any jokes? Because I think we're probably well over the 20 minute mark already now. <laughs> um, we can only aspire to that. that. That 20 minutes might be a moonshot. Yeah, that could be the moonshot um, timing. <laughs> I reckon Sean's got a joke. Not a joke, I came prepared. Are you ready? Yes, I'm so excited. What do you call a magician's dog? No idea. A labracadabrador. <laughs> I think we can keep this to 20 minutes because we could ask <laughs> marketing to take that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. It's That's brilliant. So no, it's good. It's good. If you if you compare that, Sean, to the to any cross section of the first thirty episodes of the UK Consult, you'll find not only does it fit in quite well, it's probably at the top end. If anything, <laughs> there we go. I just secured my invite back one day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what about you, Johnny? Anything? Well, I don't know if you know this, but Admiral Nelson was only five foot six. His statue in Trafalgar Square is uh, 17 foot um, 4 inches. That's her ratio of about 3 to 1. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Oh, there was a reason why we did this sabbatical. <laughs> we, this is like a test to see if people get this far. Yeah, there'll either be people who are really, really love the jokes and therefore there's no way they're going to tune out until they've heard it, in which case they'll listen to the end. Or there'll be the others that just think, oh, brilliant, they didn't do any jokes 20 minutes in, they'll just switch off and won't hear it. So it's great. Now, my, mine's no better, I'm afraid. So I, I got one of those um, 
you know, there's chicken in a bag and you cook them in a bag and then you take the bag off near the end. And I looked at the recipe and it said, set the oven to 180 degrees. But now I can't open it because the door's facing the wall. So I don't really understand that. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> we just lost all our listeners for next, <laughs> for next podcast. Tumbleweed all round. <laughs> Um, any final conclusions before we for, before we close and show our hands are noticing? <laughs> no, I think that's a great start to the to the new format. Um, we've got you know we might bring in stat of the week next time, uh, but I think we're good, aren't we? We've done done a good good job. That's been great. I think we can play fast and loose with the rules. But yeah, absolute pleasure to have you on board, um, Sean, and also debuting in your first week on on the UK Consult and. Um, yeah, until next time. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.